Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about becoming a memorable leader with the help of special guest Howard Prager of Advanced Learning Group in Chicago, Illinois. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host, Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey, everyone out there in podcast land, Tim Fowler here, and welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. So um, I just got a note from a listener that wanted me to do a podcast on safety and the way I understood it was kind of getting started on safety. So I'm telling you all this so that I can tell you two things. Number one, send me your ideas on topics that we can get on the show for you. And number two, uh, if you think you got a great safety program and you want to be on the show, let me know because I'd love to have you on as a guest and help out the rest of the industry. So leadership has become a big topic for me. Uh, It just seems to me that whether you're a business owner, production manager, project manager, or even a carpenter on a job site, particularly a lead carpenter, uh, leadership is a big deal. It's a key function for getting things done that we need done. And so it seems to me that the ability to lead people to an outcome is much, much better than simply demanding it hinting at it or, I don't know, even blackmailing people (laughs) towards that that end. And so uh, I think it's so important that we talk about it. And I tend to differentiate between leadership and managing. And it just seems like in my travels across the country, it just seems like we need much, much more leadership than necessarily managing. And so Just to define it, and I'm going to get the guests' uh, feedback on this in a little bit, but for me, management is the ability to move the pieces around to get things done. Leadership is the ability to get people to do what needs to be done and enjoy it. That would be my definition of it. So we did one podcast on leadership with Wayne Autumn, and then I grabbed this chance to do another. So I've got a sense we're going to hear a little bit different slant than when Wayne was on. But maybe if we piece all these uh, looks at leadership together, we'll be able to develop our own leadership style and it will really help our companies. So I'm hoping that today's episode will be, here it comes, memorable. Steve? Okay, so Howard Prager is president of Advanced Learning Group. He's also an author, speaker, executive coach, and leadership consultant who strengthens people and organizations through insightful leadership and management programs. With extensive experience in Fortune 500 companies, consulting, and executive education, Howard's work with small businesses, nonprofits, and large organizations has earned him eight professional awards. Howard brings his diverse talents and perspectives as an association leader, tuba player, and sports writer to all of his work. He's an active volunteer, facilitator, and mentor in higher education, professional associations, and youth organizations. Welcome to the show, Howard. Thank you so much, Steve. I appreciate it. Great introduction, Tim. You uh, really set up the... uh, 
you set up the pitch perfectly. If you were in the major leagues, I'd be a three and two right now, and you're ready to strike me out. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I hope I hit it on the nail on the hit the nail with the hammer there. You so did. Give us a little bit more about you and and what your business is right now. Sure. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. You know, um, so I am a leadership consultant like like Wayne. Um, my take on it, though, is a little different because I think that making someone's day and becoming a memorable leader in work and life makes a huge difference in what we do. Well, let's just put the cards on the table. Kindness hasn't typically been a strong construction or home remodeling value. You don't hire somebody to do remodeling because they're a kind person, right? You hire them because they do a good job. Um, yet it can make a huge difference in trust, in understanding, consideration, and even compassion during these times when so many uncontrollable events are occurring that impact remodeling and homeowner and, and contractor relationships. You know what they are, right? Lengthy back orders. <laughs> My sister just found out our, our mom passed away last year, and she thought, let's go get order the, the headstone from the, at the cemetery. I'm um, thinking that we'll do something four to eight weeks or sometime over the summer. It is now at least six months to get a headstone. Oh, <laughs> you can't yeah. even die quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. lengthy back orders, weather delays, rising costs of raw materials, labor shortage, absenteeism. You know the things that the industry is facing and, and really makes it challenging and frustrating as to how to schedule jobs work and even write your contracts. How do you write a contract that says, well, Woods goes going up by 50%. We've right. got to increase the contract. Uh, that's all new stuff. So you don't want, you need to have the homeowner um, or your customer on your side. So that right. when these delays and obstacles happen, they could be more understanding of your situation, be it a delay in getting necessary materials or a sudden spike in costs. Do you know what I just heard this morning? I just one more thing. Baby formula. <laughs> There's a shortage in baby formula. What's going on? Did everybody have babies during the pandemic? I, I don't know what's happening. Well, that, that, yeah, maybe that's there's a rise in the birth rate or something. That uh, I know. And, uh, and what I, they said it, they said, and companies are at full capacity. So Walgreens and CVS and all those places are limiting how much formula you could uh, you could get. And I guess the baby goes on a diet right away. I don't know what's maybe, going on. That might be good. That might yeah. be good. So let's get right down to the brass tacks here. What do, when you talk about making someone's day, what is, what is that? What, what are we talking about in real down-to-earth terms? Doing something out of the ordinary for someone else. Okay. You, know, you highlighted the introduction, uh, wait, uh, Tim, about being memorable, right? Right. And that's what it is. It's the memorable experiences that we have in life that make a difference. And as a leader, or even just as a worker at a work site, if you could do something to connect with your homeowner, you're going to have greater support and easier opportunity to work together. And that's what it's all about, doing for something for someone in the right way in the right time. You know, yeah, so this is, 
Yeah, so this simple. is um, something like I've been I've been talking with companies a lot about creating wow moments. Yes. Instead of instead of, you know, like, here we go. We're building this like we build 100 kitchens a year. Every kitchen, not they're all the same, but they all have cabinets. They all have countertops. They all have problems. And so taking a little bit of time to create that what I would call a wow moment for the client. Yes. That gets them thinking more about how great the experience is rather than some of the tough times that come through. Absolutely. And being pissed and yelling and, you know, how, how, how people get, right? Oh, my gosh. What do you mean you can't get that color? That tile's out of stock. I need that. I need that kitchen done next week. You know, well, it's right. not going to be done next week that way. So this ability to kind of get out of yourself and think about what might impact somebody else, I'm sure it goes further than just our clients. It goes to employees as well, where, where we're thinking about them and, and what maybe what wows them. And then that allows us to be a little more of a memorable leader. Oh, my gosh. You hit the nail on the head. Again, again, that's twice already. I love let's, let's keep going. I, I can see you're a pro at this. So <laughs> the Lynchman report just last month reported that two of the five biggest challenges in the construction and remodeling industry today is the shortage of skilled construction workers and stagnated levels of production. Yep. Um, you know, you ask about the top dangers in construction, you get the same answers, falls, electrocution, cottons, struck buys. But more construction workers die from suicide every year than every other workplace related fatality combined. Yeah. So so we need to we need to realize that they are they are stressed. They are working in all sorts of weather and conditions. We need to do the things that are going to make their day so that a they come back tomorrow, b they do the best darn job that they can and see that things are that that we're able to keep our business growing and thriving. Yeah, I did a little newsletter uh, article about this fact about about suicide, because I saw that uh, at some point, and my wife does clinical counseling. I think most of the listeners uh, know that already, and, um, but that's a real challenge. And so the stress right now, because our clients are calling us like, hey, I want this done, and there's not enough people. Right. And so business owners tend to just keep selling and selling, and right. it makes it very stressful for us uh, that have to get the work done. And so that's a real challenge that's in our industry at this point. Yeah, yeah. We want to keep the workers that we have. We want to keep them busy. We can't sideline them while we're waiting six months for the cabinets to come in, right? Right, right. We got to keep them working. So I, I get from your tone of voice and, um, and just your approach to this that you're a very optimistic, upbeat person. You have that personality that I wouldn't have trouble getting excited about, right? Thank you. And so yeah. I'm wondering, what would you say to the business owner that is more reserved, that that is doesn't have that natural outgoing, and maybe it's not natural for you, maybe you've developed this over time, but doesn't that a lot of business owners that we deal with are not effervescent, they're not ebullient, if you want a big word for it, they're not uh, that 
gregarious person. They're more reserved. What, what, what advice would you give for them that how they can make somebody's day? Yeah, thanks for asking. That's a great question. And I know people like will say, well, Howard, it's easy for you to do. What about what about me? Right? Right, right. So I create a very simple model. And it's called the VIP model. Because who doesn't want to feel like a VIP? Right? <laughs> now, I've never had a, a pleasure of walking the red carpet or getting any of this limousine treatment. But but when you think about being VIP, you kind of have this image in your mind of someone who's getting some special treatment. And right. so it's a simple model to do. V is to view and observe what's going on. What might the person need? What's happening? Whether it's a customer or one of your workers that work for you. You know, when we had workers here, I made sure to keep them hydrated. I know they brought big coolers all the time, but you know, I went out and got them ice cream in the summer and whatever they needed, right? Just to make them happy. So view and observe, what might they need? Then identify and consider what can you do? What are the options? So, so options were, you know, I run, get some, get, get some ice cream for the folks. Um, but what else might I be able to do? I don't know. Maybe, you know, because I offered, you want some coffee and donuts? We got coffee and donuts. You want some lunch? We got our lunch, right? So I considered what things they may have that might be a little special that they would enjoy. And then finally, plan and act. And I say that plan is the pause. Plan is the pause to just make sure you're not going off the wrong track, that it's the right time and right thing to do. So plan and then act. And sometimes you need to do it right away. It's an emergency situation. And sometimes you can take the time if you're doing a long, more complicated project um, that it's going to take longer to really come up with that plan and act. And that's it. VIP. So what what essentially you're doing is you're, getting to know the people that you're leading in a way, and I love the VIP just to help me remember these these things, but you're getting to know them in a way where you can really see what they need. And so, yeah, workers on a job site might need water. And I, you know, if I was there, I would love ice cream. But a lot of times those needs are much deeper than that. They're, they're more emotional. They're more, uh, they're more substantial, like a family issue that's going on at home or something like that. And then if you can see that and then think about what you can do to help out with that, then that will create that memorable moment for the employee. You're so right. That is absolutely true. And it might be something as simple as shifting someone's hours, shifting their days of work. Yeah. And it's probably not forever. It's for a short time. Maybe the, um, mom got laid off or there's a new baby or something else. I'll tell you a lot of times um, um, it's interesting that people are like, they want overtime. They want the extra hours because they, they need money. So it's not like they're trying to get out of work. Um, <laughs> right. We, we, we want to keep working, but we got to figure out how to juggle things so that we can do so um, without being constantly worried or on our phone to, to make sure that things are good at home. Yeah, I think another one of the other things that I really like about this VIP method is this idea of planning and acting, because I know in my own world of trying to manage things, I've often seen needs. I've seen things that really needed to be done. 
And then something, I don't know if it was the rack monster or just, you know, me being lazy or what it was. I just didn't act. And then later on, I look back and I go, you know, I could have made a difference right there. Right. And I, I really like this idea that, you know, it's one thing to see. It's another thing to, you know, think about it. But actually doing something is where, pardon the expression, the rubber meets the road. Yes, absolutely. It's it's true. And, you know, let's not regret what we didn't do. Let's just make sure to do it the next time. And when yeah. we see, take advantage of that moment. Yeah. Are there any kind of human characteristics that you see that maybe lend themselves more towards uh, this kind of um, action, this, this VIP? Is there anything like a personality traits or whatnot that that lend itself to this? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't, I haven't seen anything um, particular. I think it's just awareness. That's the big key. Um, um, yeah, so going yeah. back to what you said earlier, anybody can do this. Right. This right. isn't just for the extroverts. This really isn't just for, you know, people that, you know, I don't know. I, I can't even define hard words. Words are hard for me to describe uh, all of this. So, Going back to my monologue at the beginning, do you think leadership and managing are different? Yes, I, I think you're you again hit the nail on the head with that because um, I, I agree. I think a leader is the one who inspires people to do the work. The manager makes sure that things are checked off and that we've got all the pieces done that we need to. But it's the leader who will inspire the workers to get there and to uh, put in the effort to make it uh, make it right. Come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. Join us September 21st and 22nd for the annual Remodeler Summit at Gaylord National Resort and Convention Center, just outside DC. This year's theme, Homecoming, the art of building a remarkable culture, because culture eats strategy for breakfast. Featuring two-time best-selling author Deanne Turner, Joe Cursillo, the mind shark, and Hannah Pryor, the secret weapon for impossible change, plus 40 visionary speakers, 36 high-octane workshops, four education tracks, and of course, our legendary welcome party. Are you ready for homecoming? Visit remodelersummit.com to learn more. So I've, I've heard, and I kind of believe it myself, that people don't change much. In other words, we're, you know, once we're kind of set, we're, we're set and, and maybe even, innately from childhood, there are certain characteristics of people. And so how do people change to become this person? How do people think to become VIP if we're so used to not thinking about other people? How do we adopt a trait that says, I'm going to now start looking at other people in a way that, that cares about their their needs you know i think when, when you say that i think about the fred flintstone model right remember fred was always yelling and screaming and stuff and um that was his way of trying to get things done and if it wasn't happening what he do he'd yell louder it's like right. that's not gonna work 
Um, so, so what do, mindset do people need? I think it's, it's, they've got to say, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way that doesn't give me um, the ulcer, the back and neck stress, the um, sleepless nights. There's got to be a way that I can get this done without having to turn on the testosterone and just, you know, just start screaming to people, you know, you even see it in coaches, right? Um, um, and, and you notice the sousaphone behind me, I noticed it in band directors, you know, there's two types of band directors, those who try to support and encourage you, and those who scream down your neck. And, and you know, the ones who are screaming down your throat, it's like, you know, you don't, you don't want to put out for them. The ones that seem to do it with kindness, absolutely. I'll give 100% every time. So, so if you've got I, any, I guess, I guess one of the questions is, have you got like some examples of this in real life that you've encountered through your travels with uh, companies and stuff where people have transformed or even just changed their actions in a way that they've kind of gone from that manager type into that memorable leader? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to share you a couple examples of where it worked and one example of where it didn't. Okay. Um, so let, let me start off right, right. Let me stay in the industry. And let me talk about Sherwin-Williams. Okay. Sherwin-Williams has a consultant. They, they have the service, not at all stores, but some stores, where they have a consultant who will come out to your house with paint samples. You know, right. rather than trying to get just little little bits and stuff, you know, they'll come out, they'll bring in like, what are the four or five little pints or whatever the sample sizes are. We'll, we'll even paint it on your wall, but they'll, they'll take a look at your house. What do you need to do? And then, for and it's a nominal fee to do this, but right. as a result of doing that, they then give you a discount in the paint. It's like, how, how much more can you do for me? That is awesome. So, so of course, our house is all Sherwin-Williams because, right. of, because of what that, what that did. So uh, they must have had the mindset that, why don't we make it easier for the customer? Right. Why don't we try to make their day rather than them trying to guess and figure out at the store and whatever the lighting the store is, what, what that color is going to look like on their walls? Right, um, right. So um, that's, that's just a, a, a simple example that way. Um, let me tell you a couple more of what some, some managers do. Okay. So um, there's one manager who, um, this, is, this is a great story. Um, person was new at the job and had an assignment the second day and realized at night that they screwed up, they did it the wrong way. Okay. And they thought, oh, my God, I'm going to be chewed out. And what's worse, I'm going to be fired, right? right? So they're worried. They barely sleep. They come into the office. First thing they do the next day is they apologize and say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I, I thought I had it right, but I realized that I missed something. And you know what the boss said? The boss said, that's okay. It was my fault, not yours. Huh. I believe mistakes are made because instructions aren't clear enough. Right. And what a just a different mindset, right? That right. person became so loyal to that boss just because of that one moment. Right. Yeah. So and it starts with one person saying, hey, I messed up. But the other person instead of saying, yeah, you sure did. 
right takes their you know their responsibility as well because there's always responsibility on both sides of it. yeah it's never 100% one person right yeah, yeah yeah for sure so i think that i think it's a beautiful story yeah um, i sure sure with you a negative one um, is that this uh, um, prospective employee at southwest airlines Uh-oh. you know southwest is the, the love <laughs> airline right got treat everybody good and right and they're flying him down to dallas to finalize the offer and he made for some reason i don't know maybe he didn't have enough coffee that morning but he made a rude comment to a gate agent right guess where that comment went went all the way to dallas he got off the plane. They met him at the gate and said, here's a ticket to go home. You don't fit our culture. You don't fit our model. Wow. True story. Yeah. So what you do matters. What you say matters. Right. What making a difference is and making someone stay is what it's all about and being able to have an impactful and memorable um, experience that's going to keep you, um, that's going to make customers feel better, it's going to retain your workers, and it's going to really create a culture of kindness and respect and improve your productivity um, throughout your company. Why not make life better for your workers, suppliers, and customers, and in return, improve your own bottom line? You don't even talk about with suppliers. You know, there's a six-month delay. Who's going to get the first order? The person who's yelling the loudest, maybe, but I, I try a little honey with that. I might. Yeah, I got a story to tell too, Steve. You, you got a question yeah, here? Yeah, real quick, D. Uh, so I think there's a lot of misconceptions around what a leader is and what it takes to be a, a great leader. But as you, as a consultant, do you have, a, I guess, a common trait that people have when they get to you, or a, a problem, a, a certain hurdle that I just can't seem to motivate people or I can't seem to keep people accountable. What, what is it that brings them to you that you see? Is there something common or across the board? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say three key things. First of all, they say we can't retain our workers. What can we do? How can we help retain them? Second, um, they want to increase productivity and they want to be more productive. How the heck do we do that? And then finally, they want to have uh, you've got, you know, retention, you've got productivity, and you want to have um, just the best effort, right? You want to have a, a team approach, whether it's it's an individual worker or a team uh, all working together, you want to have that team approach to be able to have that uh, sense and feeling of all doing this together and all winning. We're all on this and we're all winning. When that homeowner or company is happy, we're all we're all happy. We all get the praise. We get all get the smiles. And is there yeah, is that, there one thing that they have to unlearn? You know, oh, one yeah. main trait to Good question. say, hey, stop doing that. So excuse me for bashing a little bit of an industry, <laughs> but I wish car dealers would get the message that I'm gonna buy more than one car in my life. And if you treat me well, I'll come back and buy another car from you. Yeah. It's all transactional. Yeah. And I've got I a good think, friend that, that sells cars and he's hot on that topic. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think if we can think of more of a strategic relationship, right. that 
I, I don't care if you remodel the kitchen. Guess what? They're going to want bathrooms remodeled. They're going to want their basement remodeled. Develop a relationship for a long time, long term, because when you do, that's just going to come back and, and, and you've got a customer for life instead of just a customer for one project. And yeah, they're going to tell a dozen people, too. You're the only person I go to. Yeah, I was going to say I got I got a little story on myself where um, I, I tend to smile a lot and be I think I'm a pretty friendly person most of the time. And I actually went into one of my suppliers at one point and talked to my main salesperson. And I told her we were just talking and I said, Valerie, I, I'd like to go to your best pricing structure. And she looked at me and she said, I'll see what I can do. And so we were a remodeler that was doing a two or three million dollars worth of work a year. But they sold the builders who were buying millions of dollars worth of stuff. And she talked to whoever it was and found out that, yep, they can send us to the best pricing structure they had. Wow. All because uh, she liked me. I was pleasant. I was friendly. I didn't complain a lot. I didn't grouse a lot. And uh, the company got a great deal on product after that because of a simple conversation. So that goes right along with what you were saying, Howard, in terms of, you know, making somebody's day being pleasant. And then in turn, you get perks, if you will, as a result of that. Absolutely. What a great example. Yeah, it, it worked out really well for us. So we're going to wrap up here. Um, any books you would recommend on leadership to to the uh, listenership out there? Well, well, I'd, I'd certainly rec- recommend my book. Make okay, someone we'll go stay. right ahead. Yeah. Tell us about it. <laughs> yeah. So, make someone stay. Becoming a memorable leader in work and life is available at any online bookstore or store, um, or you can ask ask your bookstore to order it because it's available. Like they just need to order it. Um, I go by my full name, Howard H. Prager, or you can go to my website, howardhprager.com, to learn more about the book. You know, there's tons of books that are written on leadership. It's one of the topics that are um, written about the most. As a matter of fact, if I really wanted to have a successful book, I'd probably call it Make Someone's Day Diet, because (laughs) diet books are the ones that are sold more than leadership books. Well, that's probably good. Well, Howard, this has been really great. Kind of a different look at leadership uh, across the board. It's been great. I got a bunch of notes here. And we really want to thank you for being on on the show with us today. Hey, Tim, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Best of luck with uh, both your your leadership focus, as well as all the ideas that you have um, for contractors and remodelers today. I, you, you and I both know that they need it and they need the help that yes. we can give them. That's for sure. Thank yeah. you so Thanks much. So much Take right. care. You too. Bye-bye. So Tim, this is such an important topic. And honestly, in facilitating a lot of the roundtables groups, um, and I came back a couple of weeks ago from one of the meetings and I said, you know, we need to talk more about leadership and management because it seemed to be a hot topic. It was, it was the, a word that was just kept being thrown around by most of the business owners. So is that also something that you're seeing within the production managers as well? Well, yeah, I think just in general, we're good at the tasks and yep. yet people need to learn how to inspire other people. And 
I love this idea of the VIP. It's going to be easy to remember. Uh, it's going to be something that, that we can throw around. So the idea that, first of all, you got to see what people need. You got to see them as people, not just as objects, not just as somebody that I can get to get something done. You got to see them as people. You've got to identify and consider what can be done and that, and then plan and act, put a plan together and do stuff for people. The other thing that I'm going to remember from this podcast is just, just those, I guess it's three little world words, make someone's day. It's like, how much simpler could it be than just remember in your head, hey, today I got to make someone's day, someone, one, one person today. And if I can make it make someone's day, then it sounded like by some by like a, I don't know, transfiguration, if you will, I'm going to become a memorable leader for that individual. And I just again, anything that my little brain can hang on to <laughs> is good for me. Yeah. And, and one thing also, you know, I was I was going to ask midway through is yeah, I think we can do VIP and we can make someone's day. And, uh, you know, I thought, how do you also keep that from being robotic or superficial, right? Of just, I'm doing this thing. Then, and it, one of his last points was invest in the relationship is that's going to really tie it all together to say that I'm investing in getting to know this person and it's many people, whatever it is. Um, but that will, you know, it's a long haul deal. It's an investment in making someone's day. I thought that was a great point. Yeah, I think there's a real challenge for some folks because some of us, again, I may not be right about this, but some it feels like some of us are just good at this. They just do it naturally, or maybe they were trained young to, to do this. And then there are others that are kind of looking back and going like, ah, this looks like it'll be too hard to do. And I think the comment that he made about there must be a better way. I wrote it down and I started because in order for anything good to happen in a company, somebody has to say there must be a better way. And probably when you look at all of our podcasts that we've done over the last four or five years, every one of our guests have said in their head, there must be a better way. There must be a better way. And in this case, our guest Howard today was saying, you know, it, it involves the leadership part of it. And so there's got to be a better way. Think about people, plan, you know, observe what they are, consider what you're going to do and then carry out the acts. Yeah. And one thing, like, I think there's a lot of leaders, managers, owners who actually do this because they're a very considerate. Maybe they, they do this on a regular basis. But I think they probably or sometimes because there's a misconception of leadership is they may use look at that as a vulnerability almost. And so here's a way to reshape it, reshape the mindset of uh, this can be a good thing. And this can yeah. be a great thing. Yeah, that's so. a great comment, Steve, because I think you're dead on. I think people, I, again, maybe in the world in general, it's considered a weakness to be compassionate, to care about people and to make their day yeah it's more about my day and yeah. i think uh i think that's a great point it's often seen as a weakness we're seeing it as a strength yep 
Absolutely. Well, we want to thank Howard H. Prager for joining us today. We want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. And remember, at The Tim Fowler Show, we're working hard to eliminate it is what it is from your vocabulary. This has been another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.